Mama, this is Ricky. Just a minute, I'll call her. Hey, Mom! Let me talk to her. Hello, Grandma. Fine, thanks. Oh, here she is. Okay, I've got it, David. Hello, Mother. Yes, they're all excited. We promised to take them to the charity bazaar tonight. Oh, yes, we'll be sure and see it. I understand they have a beautiful display. And why not? America's finest silver plate is 1847 Rogers Brothers. America's finest silver plate is 1847 Rogers Brothers. From Hollywood, International Silver Company, creators of 1847 Rogers Brothers Silver Plate, presents The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet, starring America's favorite young couple, Ozzie Nelson and Harriet Hilliard. David and Ricky, who spend most of their time at 1847 Rogers Road, have ventured to the lodge hall today, and for a very good reason. See that large sign in front? Well, this is the annual charity bazaar. Say, the Nelsons seem to be enjoying themselves. Can you make them out? There they are, over by the refreshment booth. Can I have a hot dog, Mom? Uh, I think you've had enough. Oh, please, Mom, just a hot dog. Now, look, Ricky, let's not overdo it. You've got an ice cream cone in one hand and a bag of popcorn in the other. I think you got plenty to eat right there. Why don't you play the dart game, Pop, and see what else you can get? Well, David, I've already won this lovely solid chalk statue of Mae West at the baseball game. Isn't that enough? <laughs> Is there anything special you'd like to see, Harriet? Yes, why don't we take a look at that auction over there? I understand they have some pretty nice things. Okay. Come on, fellas. And watch where you're going, David. Ricky, will you finish that ice cream cone, please? It's dripping all over you. Going! Going! Gone! Sold for $10. I have a pretty good crowd here this year. Yes, they do. Oh, look what that man just won. Here you are, sir. Uh, Joe, would you wrap up this beautiful clock for the gentleman right here? Well, I did. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we have a mystery on our hands. Going on the block is the mystery packing. I can't tell you what's in it because, uh, well, then it wouldn't be a mystery anymore, would it? Uh, who's going to be the first one to bid on the mystery packing? Mystery How about package. it, folks? That's always a good line to give the yokels. It may be very valuable, or it may be absolutely worthless. Now, please don't crowd or push, folks. There's plenty of room for everybody. Ricky, don't you hear the man? Stop pushing and shoving. Who's pushing? I'm just fighting back. <laughs> All right, folks, let's hear it. Can I sit on your shoulders, Pop? It's very possible there may be something of great value inside this box. I bid $2. An opening bid of $2. Please, Pop, I can't see. Okay, come on, climb up. A bid of $2. Get your foot out of my pocket. And that's better. Let go of my nose. <laughs> $2. Do I hear three? There. How's that? Do I hear three? I can't see anything. I'm sitting backwards. <laughs> Turn around. Ricky. I can't help it. Your nose gets in the way. Do I hear $3? Uh, $2.50. The lady says $2.50. Do 
Oh, come on, folks. Where's your sporting blood? How can people fall for that stuff? It's probably an empty box. Three dollars. Three dollars. Do I hear four? We're bidding on the mystery box. It may contain our beautiful gold watch. Or it may contain a pint of chocolate ice cream. Four dollars. Ricky. <laughs> What do you think you'll get for it? Oh, probably about $8. The man says $8. (laughs) I I was just talking to my wife. Oh, Ozzy, please, after all, it's for a good cause. Uh, That's okay. $8 is bid by the man with the boy on his back. (laughs) Going for $8, do I hear another bid? $7. (laughs) I'm sorry, sir. See, the bidding can only go one way. (laughs) Do I hear $9? Come on, folks, it's the mystery box. It may contain a pearl necklace. Or it may contain a delicious marshmallow fudge sundae. $9! (laughs) $9 is bid by this handsome little man. $9 what's? $9 fights? Nine fifty. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> Going for 9.50. I wonder who the poor sucker is. Your last chance, folks. I was just thinking we'd feel awfully silly if it turned out to be something real valuable. Oh, Harriet, please. Do I hear $10? Oh, please, folks, there must be somebody here crazy enough to bid $10 for this. <laughs> Harriet, I've got a hunch. How about it? I'll sell this to the first person silly enough to say $10. That did it. Ten dollars! Sold to the gentleman! I don't know why you didn't want to open it down there, dear. Well, there's no sense taking chances. It just might be something real valuable. Hurry up, Pop. I can hardly wait. I'll get the knife and cut the string. Now, now calm down, boys. Don't get excited. I, I can break the string and tear off the top with my hands. <clears throat> Here we are. Hurry up. I'm dying to know what it is. Sure have this thing packed well enough, whatever it is. What is this? Holy smokes. Gee, a glass basketball. (laughs) What is it? Looks like a crystal ball to me. Well, that's exactly what it is. Harriet, we've been swindled. That big crook has deliberately cheated us. Well, it's for a good cause, dear. I realize that, and I'm happy to donate $10. I just don't like to be made a fool of. I thought sure it was going to be ice cream. (laughs) Fine swindle. But Ozzy, the man said it might not be worth anything. Oh, sure, he said that. I know how those fellows work. They pick out some guy in the audience that looks like a... a... Yokel? No, no, no. (laughs) Yokel, David. Sap? No, no, no. You mean sucker, don't you, Pop? I mean, they pick somebody who looks like a generous, kind-hearted, charitable person and then unload their worthless junk on the poor sucker. It's, uh, <laughs> I think the best thing to do is just be philosophical about it. The thing that makes me so mad is such a disappointment to the boys. Doesn't bother me, Pop. Me either. Look at your mother. She's trying to laugh it off and all the while she's ready to burst into tears. 
I'm not, honestly. Go ahead and cry if you want to, Pop. I'll admit I am a little let down. Frankly, I thought I was a better judge of human nature than that. There's no sense getting bitter about it. You aren't mad at the auctioneer? Why should I be? Why blame him? It wasn't his fault. He was just doing a job. Cheating people's probably the only trade he knows. I think it's kind of pretty. Besides, you might have some fun with it. You know, I'll bet at that it's the only crystal ball in town. You boys had better start getting undressed now. I'll go run your baths for you. What's it for, Pop? Well, you're supposed to gaze into it and see miraculous visions. You know, mystic stuff. They're a lot of bunk, aren't they, Pop? Mm, I wouldn't say that, David. Anything that's been going on for centuries must have something in its favor. Men have been gazing into crystal balls for all these years. They must see something. All I can see is a big blue eye staring at me. Well, that's your own. How did it get in there? (laughs) It's just a reflection. You see, a man would sit with a crystal ball on a table in front of him like this. And he'd gaze into it and tell what he saw. Turn off the lights, will you? No, no, that, that side switch. That's it. That turns them all off. We'll just leave this desk lamp on. This is really spooky, boy. Oh, Ricky, stop holding my hand. Quiet, boys. Let's get into the mood of this. I'm gazing into the crystal ball. I see something. It's blurred and far away. Now it's coming closer. This is a lot of bunk. (laughs) I see a small boy with a butch haircut. That's me! He's in the schoolroom in the second row. That's me, Pop. That's me. He's studying very intently. I knew this was a lot of hooey. Let's see now. He's studying a history book. Yes, studying it very carefully. Pop's looking at me. But what's this? Inside the history, there's a comic book. That must be the kid in front of me. <laughs> You're just fooling, aren't you, Pop? Ah, uh, what have we here? My crystal ball now shows me another boy. He, too, is in a classroom. But he's in trouble with his teacher. Hey, David, that's you. He has to stay after school. (laughs) Keep quiet, Ricky. I see it all in the crystal. They're dangerous, boy. Can you still see the schoolroom, Pop? Oh, sure, the schoolroom and all the children. Then tell me something about the person who sits in front of me. Well, uh, I see a person of about your age... This person is wearing uh, school clothes. Uh, and, and this person keeps looking forward to summer vacation. Gee, that's everybody in the class. Is she a boy or a girl? Oh, that's not easy. I'll have to concentrate on that. Is she a boy or a girl? I see a hair ribbon. I see a dress. Pop, you're a smart boy. Shricky. Is she a boy or is she a girl? Voila! She is a girl. Wait till Tommy Johnson hears that. What's going on in here? We're just gazing into the crystal ball, Harriet. Oh, and I see two boys taking a short trip. A trip that seems to have something to do with water. I don't believe it. It's the truth. Come on, boys, your baths are ready. I 
look deep into the crystal ball, into the whirlpool of time, into the mists of the future. I hear strange voices. Perhaps I've found the secret of the crystal, the key to the lock that opens the future. Ozzy! It's as though some woman were calling my name, some strange, beautiful, exotic creature. Ozzy, come on, dear, it's late. What is this vision? What strange and fantastic creature are you? That's not funny. You've seen these hair curlers lots of times. <laughs> You broke the spell. I'm just beginning to get the hang of this thing. If you keep looking long enough, you're bound to see something, you know. You see me getting up to fix breakfast. Come on to bed, dear. I'll be there in just a minute. You know, you're not doing that right. That desk lamp gives off much too much light. The moon is supposed to have occult powers. Why don't you put it over on the nightstand and look at it by the reflection of the moon? Yeah, that might work as that. Now, where can I sit and look at it? Well, I have an idea. Why don't you get into bed? You're supposed to be completely relaxed while you watch it. Yeah, maybe you're right. It's oh. a lot better than sitting up. Now stretch out. Lean your head back. I'll turn up the electric blanket a little. There you are. Now just relax. Stretch out. Watch your crystal ball. Relax. Put your head on the soft pillow. Stretch out. Watch your crystal ball. Pleasant dreams, Swami. Same to you, Smarty. believe in crystal balls? Well, look, if you happen to have one around the house, take a look in it right now. Does it tell you that open stock pieces of 1847 Rogers Brothers are again available? And that you can get those open stock pieces at the same price you paid for them in 1941? It does? Eureka! That's right. Absolutely right. You can get open stock pieces in every one of the four lovely 1847 patterns for the first time in eight years. There's even a special 1847 Rogers Brothers completing set, complete with the open stock pieces that may be exactly what you need. Eight butter spreaders, eight ice drink spoons, and eight oyster forks. The completing set comes in all four patterns, adoration, eternally yours, first love, and remembrance. And the price is only $26. Of course, you can get other extras, too. Spoons, knives, forks, everything. Right now is your chance to make your lovely set of 1847 Rogers Brothers really complete. So see your silverware dealer first thing in the morning and tell your friends about it. Open stock pieces of 1847 Rogers Brothers are again available and at 1941 prices. That's 1847 Rogers Brothers, the finest silver plate in America. Throughout the years, 
since man first began to wonder and fear what tomorrow would bring, he has sought to look into the future. Among the many mystics of the last century, the most famous of all was the great Nelson Ozy. See him now as he gazes into his crystal ball, pondering some great problem of the future. I see glowing embers. I see sparks. Red flames. Blue flames. Run for your life, Sahib. Your tent's on fire. Following in the footsteps of Nelson Ozy the Great was his son, Nelson Ozy the Great Jr. With his father's crystal ball, he amazed millions with his accurate predictions. I see a wonderful career for you, my boy. You will become one of the world's greatest violinists. But beware of your generosity. I see you spending money lavishly, foolishly. Thank you, Swami. What is your name, my boy? Jack Benny. See that man gazing into the deep, mystic pools of the future? That's Ozzie Nelson of 1847 Rogers Road. On his head, he wears the ancient turban, or as it is sometimes called, bath towel. <laughs> there he sits, gazing into the crystal ball. Crystal, unveil my eyes to the secrets you hold. Some crystal ball. Hello, Mr. Nelson. Oh, hello, Emmy Lou. Come on in. I heard about your crystal ball, and I just had to come over. Have you seen anything in it yet? No, not a darn thing. <laughs> oh, but you've got to keep trying, Mr. Nelson. Bring it over here by the window. Raise the shade so we can see. It's no use, Emmy Lou. Well, you have to have faith in it, Mr. Nelson. But I've been looking in it all day. What does the future hold for me, I ask? Just sits there, staring at me with that blank expression. Oh, please, Mr. Nelson, please try once more. Well, okay. Uh, let me get it on the table here. Oh, crystal ball. You've got to talk with me. <laughs> Give me some sign of an event in my future. Deep. Deep into the swirling depths. Emmy Lou, it's working. I see something. Well, let me look. <gasps> Mr. Nelson, it's a baby. A baby? What does it mean? It means that somebody in your family is going to be a mother. Somebody's going to have a baby. Yes, but who? <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Nelson, of course. Harriet? Certainly, why not? She has so many other things to do. It's right here in the crystal ball. I'm going to rush home and tell Mother she'll want to give you a shower. Give me a shower? No, no, no. <laughs> it's the customary thing to give the bride a shower. I can't understand why Mrs. Nelson hasn't told me. Well, you know how women are, Mr. Nelson. She probably wants to surprise you. Oh, she does, does she? Well, I think I'll surprise her. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to phone the Emporium and order a complete layette. All the baby things. Uh, and then... Something the matter, Mr. Nelson? You have the strangest look on your face. Oh? I was just thinking how nice a pickle or a piece of watermelon would taste. <laughs> It's in 
here in the bottom of the box. Oh, you mean in the big box Daddy bought? The one the crystal ball came in? Yeah. It was way down in the bottom. Well, I'll be darned. What is it? Well, let's see. This is a cord. This must be the base, and this is evidently the shade. Oh, poor Daddy. His magic crystal ball is nothing but a lamp. Poor Daddy. What about me? I wanted ice cream. <laughs> well, look, boys. Daddy's having so much fun being a swami. Let's not tell him right away, shall we? I wanted ice cream. Well, here's a quarter. You can both get some. Gee, thanks. thanks. Now, you guys run along, because I've got some sewing to do. Harriet. In here. Well, dear, have you been Please, having... Harriet. Don't speak. <laughs> Let me drink in this beautiful scene. There you sit in the platform rocker. The bloom of life tints your cheeks. In your lap there's a sewing basket. Soon a flashing needle will swiftly make tiny garments. Harriet, what makes you think you can keep a secret from me? Who's trying to keep a secret? All that. How did you find that out? Believe it or not, I saw it in the crystal ball. Well, if you saw it in the crystal ball, then you know it's not a crystal ball. Well, Harriet, I'm surprised you're making jokes about anything as beautiful as that. Beautiful? Of course, I haven't seen it assembled, but I'll bet it's the ugliest thing you ever laid eyes on. <laughs> Harriet, what a thing to say. Oh, I'm sorry, dear. You, you must be tired. Or at least a little dizzy, maybe. Uh, would you like to lie down for a while? Wait a minute. Maybe we're not talking about the same secret. By golly, I'll bet you don't even know about it yet. Harriet, I've got wonderful news. You're going to have a baby. Well, now, why did you have to go and tell me? I love surprises. <laughs> really, Harriet, you're going to be a mother, and I'm going to be a father. Well, that works out very nicely. It's the truth. I saw it in my crystal ball. Ozzy, I think you've got that towel wrapped too tight around your head. Okay, I'll show you. Come on in the living room. Well, after you get through, dear, I'll tell you my secret. You'll see. And just stay where you are. I'll bring it over to the table. Now, just look in there. Mmm. You see it? I certainly do. Quite a baby. Are you kidding, or do you really see it? Oh, and such a beautiful baby, too. That lovely red hair. Are those the new bathing suits? What are you... Oh, no wonder. <laughs> new bathing suits. Harriet, you've got the crystal ball sitting on my Esquire magazine. <laughs> You're looking at one of the pictures. <laughs> Where did you have the crystal ball sitting? Right over there on the ladies' home journal. But, but you see, you put it... Ladies Home Journal. Oh, now I see... Oh, he is cute. They always look so pink and sweet in those ads. Uh, well, I guess my little joke on you didn't work. What little joke? You mean you really thought I was serious about seeing a baby in the crystal ball? Well, you did sound pretty convincing. Well, say, aren't you going to ask me about my secret? Oh, that's right. Uh, uh, what is your secret? Well, I hope it won't be too much of a disappointment, but it seems there's more to your crystal ball than you think. You mean some magic words or something? Oh, I hate to disillusion you, dear, but your crystal ball is really part of a lamp. The boys found the other pieces in the box. Then it isn't even a crystal ball. No, I'm afraid not. 
How do you like that? Just part of a lamp. An old, mysterious... Harriet, I'll bet it's some sort of a magic lamp. Like an Aladdin's lamp. <laughs> Ozzy, why don't you just admit that you've donated $10 to charity? Perhaps an oriental wishing lamp. That's funny. Ozzy, what did you order from the Emporium? The truck has stopped in front of our house. Oh, uh, just a few baby things. Baby things? Oh, did I say baby things? Well, yes. Why did you order them? Harriet, this calls for an explanation. <laughs> You'll have one as soon as I can think of one. <laughs> oh, crystal ball. I am seeking an explanation. Harriet, are you asleep? Yes, dear, and so are you. Oh. I'm not either. Harriet, did you notice the shade on that lamp? Ozzy, the crystal ball is not a real one, and the lamp is not Aladdin's lamp. Yeah, I know, I know. You don't have to keep talking about it. I, I just wondered if you noticed the lampshade. Some sort of parchment, wasn't it? Yes, uh, old parchment. Very old parchment. And there's a map of the Caribbean on it. The area where all the old pirates buried their treasure. What a wonderful idea. Then you think it might be a real treasure map, too? No, but I've been wondering what to do with the lamp, and now I know. Tomorrow I'm going to take it out in the backyard and bury it. <laughs> Tune in again next week to another adventure of Ozzie and Harriet, starring Ozzie Nelson and Harriet Hilliard. And remember, America's finest silver plate is 1847 Rogers Brothers. Yes, Harriet, America's finest silver plate is 1847 Rogers Brothers. Appearing in support of Ozzie and Harriet were David and Ricky Nelson, Janet Waldo, Marvin Miller, Joe Kearns, and yours truly, Vern Smith. Original music was composed and conducted by Billy May. Before we say goodnight, we'd like to express our sincere thanks to the editors of Magazine Digest for honoring us in the March issue. And we'll try our best to live up to it. Say, if you don't mind, Ozzie and Harriet, I'd like to read the last paragraph. For its conscientious respect for the listeners... For attaining an unfrenzied presentation of genuine American humor, understandable and enjoyable to every member of the family, from grandma to junior, Magazine Digest editors present its good radio award to the adventures of Ozzie and Harriet. studios of the National Broadcasting Company and is also broadcast over the Trans-Canada Network of the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. This adventure of Ozzie and Harriet will be transmitted to our men and women overseas by shortwave and through the worldwide facilities of the Armed Forces Radio Service. The preceding program was transcribed. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.